Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, and we're back. Happy oh my God. Tuesday every morning. That's right, Ben. No hay, no high energy. Just to make you mad. N- NPR intro right there. Happy <laughs> happy low T Tuesday to N- you, NPR, NPR live. <laughs> Don't you question my tea. I'll, I have the highest of teas. Go get them tested at the clinic. <laughs> All right, well, we got a full show today. No Christian as he is on the road. Um, if you follow him on social media, you may have seen he was recently the infiltrated the Penn State room. Yeah. I, man, I've been listening to the Carter Starachi interview that, that he got, and, uh, man, there's some gold in there. It's like over an hour long. And that guy, an hour? Yeah. Okay, there's a lot in there, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Pieces of that to hit the site. He's got a lot of stuff to say. Remember uh, this past summer when Starachi – kind of uh you know i don't want to say poke some fun but he was not he did not hold back his opinions on the burroughs marsteller final x series mm-hmm. or guys at u23s and i assume i haven't listened to it yet like you but that it was a lot more of that type of stuff yeah there is and then he i mean he gets into his background and and some of the things that got him into wrestling and i don't want to give too much away because there's there's a lot of good stuff there but like th- that mentality that he has uh, is just—it's always on. His his intensity is always leveled up. And um, at one point, Christian asked him, "Like, is that is that something that you ever can turn off? Is that something that you know?" And he's like, "He had to think about it for a really long time." He's like, "Uh," <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like, let he's me like, let me get back on that one." <laughs> he was almost like thre- threatened by the question. He's like, "I got world championship in three weeks. I don't want to turn it off. Like, don't ask me to turn it off. I, I can't turn it off right now." You know, so. Um, very, very insightful conversation with him. People are going to love that. And, and there's, a, and that's just the beginning. I mean, they've, they've been at Pitt, um, uh, at Penn state. They also, of course, talked to Aaron Brooks. Princeton today, right? Greg Kirkley. Yep. Going to Princeton today. They got Virginia tech, uh, at the end of the week. So there's going to be a ton of good stuff. When will some of that content be hitting the website? 
It's on the it's uh, it's in draft mode in the back end. So I think t starting today we're gonna start seeing that stuff trickle in. Very nice, very nice. And this is all leading up to what if JD just screwed you guys? Just went in the back and started publish, 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 <laughs> publish. It's not like it wouldn't be that bad, as it's coming out as early as today. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is all leading up to the NWCA All Star Duel, which will be back November twenty second. Is that date correct? November twenty second. Yes, I'm coming. Ooh. Oh, it's official. It's official. Very That's nice. All my plane tickets. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna have a lot of fun. I'm coming on the show live. Should be a blast. I don't think I'm actually doing anything at the All Star uh, for Flow, but I will be doing podcasts in the morning or whenever, whatever time of day we choose to do them. Um, and then I get to watch two AWA guys wrestle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great time. Yeah, it's great. There you go. How many are you gonna have at the All Star twenty thirty? 2030. Wow. Oh, so that's too far far away to predict. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, I, I'm not hoping and I'm thinking based on their skill levels, we'll have a lot more at the All-American level in the next handful of years. I mean, Parker and Keegan still got three years left, so they ain't going anywhere, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, Mako's getting really close to that level. Colin is getting close to that level. I think Mitchell's going to be at that level. So, yeah, hopefully more and more AWA guys in, uh, in those rounds. What is that? What is that like when you're a club coach? And obviously, you know, you probably feel like you you have a really I don't know hands on involvement in, in the things that these guys accomplish yeah. while they're still in high school when they're on your watch. But then you send them off, and you want them to be prepared to to not only I'm mean, be all Americans, but you know, most freshmen are all American ready. They're gonna have to develop in those programs. Yeah. What, what's that like handing them off and, and trusting them to other coaches? Um. I, I think it's mo mostly been really good. I mean, obviously, we had to advise a few people who weren't happy in their situations to find a new situation. Um, but most of the coaches I have a really good relationship with, and um, most of the athletes I still talk to on, a, on at least a semi-regular basis, and, and not even just the All-Stars. Got, you know, other guys who are wrestling at D1 or other divisions, and they text and they have a question or, you know, whatever it is. And, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really good. It's really fun. And, honestly, like yesterday um, – there's something Keegan and Kendrick Maple both do that I was picking their brains on. I'm like, hey, what about this? And, you know, I'm trying to put it into our system, but uh, here's what I'm struggling with. And we kind of like ran through it. And I, th I think I got a good answer, but, you know, I'm going to pick their brains too, right? College wrestling is the highest level of folk style wrestling. And um, I'm not coaching at that right now, but that doesn't mean I can't, you know, try to pick their brains and steal the moves and what, whatever they're doing well and bring it back to our guys. Cool. Chat makes yeah. a good point, Ben. What? You're probably also getting tased in November. <laughs> oh damn i should have told you guys i was coming you guys keep forgetting though so i'm not too worried about it hey you come down here we keep those tasers on us it's taser clock yeah it's taser uh bader bader came to freaking zoo reunion he didn't bring a taser i was at fargo yeah but now he we can just run home because i'll probably forget we can run to walmart and get one now no listen they don't sell they don't sell tasers at walmart they do in texas if you sell, sell tasers at walmart i i ain't worried about that taser that light work, baby. I don't know, man. Texas Texas Walmarts are built different. <laughs> you can go in and buy an actual gun. Yeah. They got no problem. <laughs> light work. Bader, Bader might be more motivated now that he's a dog bite survivor. That's yeah. not my dog. <laughs> they ain't my dog. My dog's easy. She'll do nothing. Added to one of Bader's many scars. Yep. I was also on the road last week. 
Um, I was at Iowa State in Minnesota, got some good stuff. I think probably the stuff people are going to be most, most interested in or want the biggest answer on is, is Gable coming back? I sort of got an answer. Sort of. Sort Tyler, of. if you can pull up uh, the interview with Coach Egum. And I, I yeah, was so, uh, coming into know, this. Uh, I'm actually not all that excited about Gable coming back to the college. He's just better than these. He's too much better than these guys. I don't want to see it. I want to now, see I want to see Gable go wrestle at the World Championships and the Olympics, but I know he's going to beat these college guys. Why am I concerned? Unfortunately, I did not get to interview Gable himself because um, I would have liked to ask him what he thought about this year's World Championships. You know, the match yeah. prior to that, the big thing was Gable versus Zare. And yeah, I kind of lost a little bit of steam with Zare's down performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a still, weird. I'd still watch. I still, I mean, Gable versus <laughs> well, yeah. those top three or four guys, I would love, I would love to see it. It was such a weird year for heavyweights because, you know, you got the, it was like the big three. Zare looked off in the lead up to Worlds and then, and then didn't look as, that good at Worlds. And then, and then Petrius Vili losing a Munktar. Like, what in the world? Heavyweights just, that was it's, bizarre. It's too boring. No way Gable's, Gable, listen, I'm interested in seeing him versus Elias. Gable ain't losing that Mongolian dude. No, no, no way. That's not going to happen. And Coach Egum even said he's faster, stronger, and better than he was when he won the Olympics and NCAs. He's still in the room, frequently working out, sometimes a week, lifting, doing everything. He he said he was monumental in helping Hayden forward the world championships nice. this year. Um, and I think that's a big reason why – Hayden, in my opinion, did very well. Yeah, if you I mean, say going yeah. into that, he beats two guys, then loses to Geno in the quarters, you're feeling pretty good about him wrestling for a bronze. And scores on him. I know it was like, I don't know, kind of garbage time points a little bit, but like, I don't know, that guy's not easy to score on. And right. He's getting points on him. Yeah. But long story short, Coach Egan basically said – it's still very much up in the air. Depends. Oh, we're not on... watching the interview. Yeah, pull it up. Tyler had it pull up. Pull it up. Yeah, we Let's got it. Let's go. You know, heavyweight. You know, if Gable Steve Sen would be back, and and uh, wondering how that'll look. And you know, the thing that I tell guys all the time, like this guy's. Um, everybody knows he, there's a possibility for him to come back. He's got that year. Um, a lot of it hinges on the WWE and what their decision. But Gable um, himself, man, he loves to compete. He's in the in the room. Um, training, you know, every week at least once, if not a few times, he's on the mat, he's lifting, he's around our guys all the time, and he's he's 22 years old now, you know, and he's better than he was last year. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster. He's he's better, you know. We get to see it inside these these it's walls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And but again, he's 22. He'll probably be better next year than he is this year, you know, just from a maturity standpoint. But um, yeah, so we're. Um, Fingers crossed, if he gets to come back, it'd be second semester, and um, and that'd be pretty exciting. You know, there's um, I something you. cool about a guy like him that's already... Uh, he goes on to mention three-time, it would be Minnesota's first three-time NCAA champion, which mm-hmm. could, I, I could be in the back of his head, potentially. So, 
I am much more optimistic about Gable coming back than I was prior to this. Also, I'm, I'm sure that I don't has know. Been... Um, um, now last spring, and maybe they didn't say it publicly, maybe they said it to me, but last spring, they, I feel like they were feeling very, very confident that it was going to happen. And now I feel like they're like in the middle. They're not like pessimistic, but they're not super optimistic. It's like, eh, maybe happen, maybe doesn't. That's kind of how I feel. The real reason I wanted to interview Gable was to ask him, are you aware that you now have to wrestle without shoes on? Mm. If you take the mat. Yeah, because he did he did he did leave him on the mat. That's right. Those are the rules. They might make an exception. They might make an (laughs) exception for him. Yeah, maybe. Also I might send Steve Mako his way. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, you're out. You left your shoes on the mat. That's right. That's right. No more matches. What an iconic interview. Maybe Seriously. y'all and or the chat can help me out a little bit. Has there ever been a heavyweight three-time NCAA champion? I know the past 15 years has been like a curse of two. Kyle Snyder, but did he win one? He won with 197, yeah. Wait, no, he didn't. No, he... Nope, Tony won two, and then Gwiz took his third, and then Gwiz won two, and Kyle took his third. But then Kyle won three. But he didn't win them all at heavyweight. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, sophomore year when he was going to register. He lost at one ninety seven. He lost at one ninety seven. Yeah, he came out or he came out of that red, red shirt. shirt to wrestle Gwiz. Yes, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Snyder's... I remember everyone thought everyone was talking about the the curse. To your point, the curse of the three because he lost to Adam Kuhn at Big Tens, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then came back and beat him in the NCAA finals. Yes, you're right. Okay, so there has been a three time heavyweight Big Ten champ yeah. or NCAA champ. Kyle Snyder, he had, wow, he had a combined 35 matches in his last, no, hold on, is that right? No, hold on, hold on. 45 not matches a lot. in his last it's three years. Really small in his number. last three years. 45 <laughs> matches in his last three years, yeah. That's a pitch count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like the definition of. How many matches do you think we'll see guys getting in 20 years? I, I think I could see it going back up for sure. I don't think uh, – Maybe when they're older, their their fourth and fifth years of college, um, I could see you going down. Um, but those first few years, you should be getting a lot of matches. There's a lot of feedback. I'm actually I was gonna do my mental Monday yesterday, and I actually did I did this one um, for the kids at my academy last week. Uh, I did, did a different one online, and then this week I'm doing the the mental Monday I'm doing. I'm gonna do it today because I got too busy yesterday. Was um, it's just matches or feedback. That's literally what they are. You go out there and you try what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you're going to see, is it right or is it wrong? And the great thing with wrestling is you get a bunch of matches in a day, and you get a lot of feedback. You know, So it's like, okay, if I tried this uh, single leg and worked on four of my five opponents, well, it's getting pretty good. you know. But why didn't it work on that one guy? What was his defense, and how do I counter that defense? You know, um, So matches are, are a great place for feedback. And I know as a coach, um, when you're in a practice – like sometimes you can have glimpses of certain kids like you can watch, but you're not going to stand there at one kid for 20 minutes, you know, and, and neglect the other 35 kids. So, um, you know, when you get to actually sit down for a match or a couple matches and really focus on that one kid or watch a match after the fact, it's such a good piece of information of how they're doing. Is their training working? What changes do they need to make? So, man, I am such 
I really would be having my young guys, my red shirts, and probably their first couple of years wrestle very consistently, probably somewhere between 30 and 40 matches. Did they, yeah, sure. and, and also, I mean, it seems like you'd also have to work with them to develop that perspective about that, that feedback perspective, because so many of them take the results of, of their competition as like their identity or, you know, yes, whatever, instead yeah. of instead of that, that feedback that you're talking about. Yep. And that, that's kind of what the mental one is, but it's like, and I, and I know it's easier for me to say than for, for people to do. I, I totally get that. But like being relatively non-emotional about it, you know, it's, it's feedback. That's what it is. At the end of the day, um, you know, I say like, well, especially say a match when you're a red shirt. And I had a lot of them is like, what one of those is going to define your career? And the answer is none of them, right? Really none of them. And even a guy who loses the NCAA finals and I did it twice, unfortunately, like I get to come back and, and like wrestle some more matches. Even a guy like Thomas Gilman who loses at the NCAA semis his senior year, that doesn't have to be the end, right? It can, he can then keep wrestling and look what he's done now. And now everyone, I want to say everyone forgets he lost, but you know, probably that year there was like, oh, Gilman never won an NCAA title. Now no one thinks about it because he's done so well since, right? And you can, honestly, you can take that thought process into any part of your life, right? No, no failure is final. Just keep freaking getting feedback and getting better at stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we were, I was looking at Kyle Snyder's wrestle stat where we were talking about him, and he had four losses his freshman year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is only three-time heavyweight NCAA champ, but he had four losses his freshman year, and then he had a loss his senior year. There were some year. other ones in the chat that people pop up with. Carlton Hasserig. Yeah. Oh, there were some other ones. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, but I was thinking about modern era. Yeah, Dick but modern Cutton. era. Wasn't Dick Cutton a three-time NCAA champ? Maybe. I'll have to check mm, the record books. I think books. he was. That was like 1940s or some, something like that, like a very long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was some uh, some good life advice, not That's just right. wrestling. It's feedback. <laughs> feedback. It's all, it's all feedback, guys, no matter what you do. JD, when you're out there talking to girls, it's just feedback. Just feedback. When they tell you to get lost, that's feedback. <laughs> You proposed and Colleen said, not not right now. I needed to advice. Feedback. You <laughs> Minor get setback for a major comeback. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Elsewhere in the Big Ten slash international wrestling world, Nick Seriano is officially signed with the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. Hey, I, I got big questions about this one. Okay. Um, now, listen, I know Nick Seriano wouldn't do it in any other way. But why did it take – we're in October. Why did it take seven months? He was that's a probably long doing. Time, guys. That's a he long was probably time. doing some vision quest thing. He's, he's seven mer- months. He's, he's merging in. What was it? Merging and accelerating or something? I can't. Yeah, remember. something like that. Oh he's doing verbs elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't know how much wrestling he's been doing these past couple months. If if he's just now. Signing with Cliff Keen, maybe it was a financial negotiation type thing. Who who knows with the mystery man, Seriano? Man of mystery, international man of mystery, Nick I, Seriano. I think a big part of it was him trying to decide, you know, whether he wants to pursue that Olympic goal or going. He wants to be an actor. He has all these desires, you know, but. Which things he started grappling? He said, "I will continue to accelerate and merge with the Cliff Keen." Or with Cliff Keen in Michigan wrestling, so <laughs> what got some accelerating and merging to do, and you know you don't want to just 
do that willy-nilly. That's who right. Wants, whose job is it to tell him that sentence doesn't make sense? Is it, <laughs> I, I, I think it's your job. Maybe it doesn't we'll make sense him. to you. It makes sense to him. It does, that, that, that sentence does not make sense. <laughs> oh, You're just man. not hip to it, Ben. Listen, he, he was he was in the you know he was at who's number one. I saw him around. We had a, we had a feeling maybe this was coming. Um, I, I I for one am just glad that we're going to see him on the circuit. And I wonder how soon. I wonder if he's wrestling as soon as Bill Farrell. I don't know. He did mention he will be attempting to win a world and Olympic title before 2024 mm-hmm. in the official statement, which implies he would be wrestling at this year's. We're attempting Play to wrestle. Better. What else this would he do? World Championships? I don't know. <laughs> but how soon? That's what I want to know. Bill Farrell, are we going to see him there? We saw him there. We saw we him there in 2019. 2019. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully soon. I, I feel like he's taken enough time you off. This. Does the chances, does the chance that he's with the Cliff King Club increase the chances that he wrestles for Team Italy or mm. decrease them? I'm going to say increase. Team. It definitely doesn't decrease. <laughs> definitely doesn't decrease. Cliff Keen is the they're the International Wrestling Club, and I I for one am a fan of it. Um, listen, if Nick Soriano wants to go to Italy, he's gonna be the number one guy without even training. So we are gonna get to see him at the Worlds for sure. Now if he's gotta go through America, he may he may win, right? But he also may not. And then we don't get to see him at the Worlds. To counter that, I also want to see him against. Gilman, Vito, and Spencer—not mm-hmm. just one of them. Yeah. Well, you could do those at like the like the Bill Farrell or something to that effect. Or you guys should really do the you know you know a big event that I know we've talked about this. The the club duels you guys did that was awesome. You guys should really do the it RTC again. Cup. Yeah. That one. Do that again, please. Can we do it again? Uh, I would. I'm all in favor of yeah. it. <laughs> Let's do it again. I would love it. That just was like awesome. That. Six. You guys only did six weights or did you do seven? I can't six, recall. Yeah, we did the six Olympic weights. Mm-hmm. Six. I think do seven so we have a tiebreaker very easily. Although you the know, six. Like a, either a 65 or a 70 or maybe a 79. One of those add them in there. The six weights meant that almost every duel, the team score came down to the final match, which was like, it was awesome. It was hard to keep track of, but it was really cool because very yeah. often it was two matches to three and I think almost every time it was like, you know, or this great. guy's got to score a point at mm-hmm. least here to get get the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. get the one point. I should really do that again. Cool, very cool event. Yeah. It was cool. That was awesome. I'm trying to think. Would some of the teams, what teams would be different? Cornell would be different. Oh yeah. Um, Cliff Keen would be different. Cliff Keen would be a little different. Gopher would be. How many much teams the did same. you guys have again? Did you guys have ten, eight? What was it? It was not ten. Yeah, eight. was it eight or six? I, yeah, I can't remember. Wolfpack was there as well. It'd be a little different because uh, Aiden's retired. PRTC would be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. The day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PRTC would be really good. Jordan didn't Minnesota compete for them at that. Team. He, was he yeah. at Pen, Pen RTC by that point? I don't think he was there yet. No, I, I think, think it was, he was. Remember, didn't he like sign early and say, like, I'm going to be in the future? After the Olympics, yeah. Or after Olympics, yeah. Like or after Olympics, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be pretty, pretty good. That would be awesome. As long as we didn't invite Penn State, because we should definitely invite Penn State. <laughs> I mean, yes, nah. we should, but Don't they would it. win. <laughs> Honestly, you guys should do. Um, you guys could kind of do with Penn State. And listen, Penn State, I, I, I think Kill does a great job. 
uh, I've said that. So don't take this as me bashing anybody. But they, and this is what they should do. They're recruiting for everywhere, right? Uh, those guys are all Nittany Lion now, but they weren't Nittany Lion forever. Uh, kind of an all-star squad. Cool, whatever. I'm great with it. We should, You should do them versus like a United States RTC all-star team. That would be, that'd be the match right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Throw throw them in, yeah. Throw them in the in the World Cup, because that's uh, what they're doing for the World Cup. They're doing the World Cup. Um, you guys saw this, right? Yeah, the All Star team. It's, it's going to be really interesting who they're able to get for that All Star team. Um, they they put out a list. I don't know. I don't know the list they put out if it was confirmed or not. Um, uh, but they did put out a list, and it was it was going to be a, a really fun team if if they're you know I don't if they're telling the truth. I don't know what the, how to say this. You know if they. Um, I can't click on. I'm, I went to the website. I'm trying to click on it, but uh, it is not letting me do that. UWW did this. Yeah, yeah. UWW put out the team of who who is on going to be on that All Star team. I did not um, see this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. either. And I'm not I, highly I intrigued. Where yeah. I don't know where I'm going to find it now, but I swear I saw it. They actually have the schedule. This is going to be our uh, AWA ignition trip this year. Actually, uh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's should be fun. Idea. Should be a really cool event. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, once wrestling season starts, it's going to be so good because, like, I think CKLV is the week before that. Then we got yeah. World Cup the following week. It's just going to be nonstop awesome wrestling. I think, I think National Duels is the – well, the Frank Pop National Duels is the week after that. Okay, yep. I think he's in New Orleans, New Orleans or something this week or this night this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I did see UWW put out in the past week officially is the uh, Paris Olympic qualification process. Did you see this, Ben? But it didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did. I looked at it. It did not look any different to me. Is it oh, different? Oh, it's different. It's different. Oh, really? What was different? I thought it said so, uh, the Continentals, um, just like last year, the previous world championships, and uh, um, and then there's like a last chance tournament. But did I read the, it wrong? No, it's it's those events, but it's the way you qualify through those events. So at Worlds, not at, not both fifth place finishers qualify. The fifth, the two like losers of the bronze match have to wrestle for a spot. Only five That's guys. That's great. They should have been wrestling the whole time. That was really fifth place. The third yes. one should wrestle too, and that should be the only bronze medal. <laughs> yes. Holy crap! They finally made some sense. So then that third that third. <laughs> or that, that extra spot per weight goes to the last chance qualifier. So they wrestle the finals, you know, finalists are in, then they wrestle the bronze match. And then the winner of the bronze matches wrestle for the last spot. So if you oh, get a bronze, I mean, yes, I totally missed that when I was, uh, yeah. So if, if you're bronze, like if, if you're bronze, you go wrestle for true third to get in at that at last chance qualifier. So there's going to be, I mean, those matches are going to be insane. Very, repetition that's is awesome. Very important now. Yes. That's great. I mean, this is great. Cause then we take all these forfeits out of the repetition, but I mean, um, I think it's a, a topic that is not often discussed, but the, it, cause it's been, it's been around so long now that people just accept it for what it is. But the notion that there's two bronzes and they don't got to wrestle each other for third place. Like what if at NCAs they just said, Hey, there's two third places. You ain't wrestling for third place. There's no fourth place. We'd be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. This is is dumb. I want to see that match. I am not familiar enough with Olympic sports to know if there is another one that also hands out two bronzes, but I'm pretty sure like, at least I can track and field, you know, it's gold, silver, bronze. Mm Mm-hmm. 
most individual yeah. <laughs> sports, I think it's just gold, well, silver, and one we bronze. all know why they did this. It, it's essentially been said right. publicly, which is they want to they want to have the most random medalist possible. And um, I mean, now, now that they're coming out of this because now they've went to top eight seeds, so the chances. Um, I mean, back th- this goes all the way back to when I I was wrestling. So I remember um, blanking on which bracket it was. Now, but one of the brackets, you know, they did so they did the unbalanced, unseated, right? And sometimes you get eight guys up top, and seven of them were not good at all, right? And so then inevitably, one good guy is going to be in the finals, and then there's going to be a couple guys who aren't very good wrestling for the bronze medal. Yes, yeah, that was honestly that back back when we weren't getting very many medals. That was the first. The first thing you would cheer for as a wrestling fan was like, let's just hope somebody gets on the right side <laughs> of the bracket and gets in the, you know, ability. It's to... such an advantage. It was yeah. huge. Such an advantage, but it's like it's such a it's such a sad thing to cheer for. But back in the day, that was yes. like one of the one of the first things you had to cheer for. It was like, ah, let's just hope. But yeah, now it's it's much more equitable. Um, and I li- I like this personally because it's this qualification system. It's not like it's going to add. A, giant amount of time to the calendar it's not like they completely reinvented the the wheel or the structure of the tournament it's just it adds yeah one match per weight class one match per event and and so um and those matches are going to be electric so electric uh and and i guess so i guess it'll only be at worlds it'll only be six matches because they're just going to do the olympic weights and then and then obviously mm, just the yeah. six um six olympic that is interesting uh from a psychological standpoint though because um and I think about this because USA Wrestling, not to pick on them too much, USA Wrestling, sorry if you're going to get mad at me. Dude, at some of these tournaments, they do this second-place wrestleback, and it's so preposterous. It's like in Northern Plains, and there's a second-place wrestleback, and we're like, wait, we don't qualify for anything. Why Why does this guy have to lose the finals and then come wrestle again? You know, like, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Northern Plains isn't like... Fargo qualifier or something? No, no, top four or top six. And then I think I want to say they used to do it at Folks on Nationals. I don't know if they do that still. I don't think they do, thankfully. But it'd be like, dude, my guy's depressed, and now you're gonna make him wrestle for the true second place. It was like who's ever the third place finisher almost always wins that match because the second place guy's like, I just lost in finals. Wham, 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 wham. Yeah. You know, it's like so hard to get the mentally ready. So they need to listen to mindset Monday. What's up? They need to listen to Mindset Monday. <laughs> I mean, I do listen. That's a hard one. Even Mental Monday, get, you know, I love get over it, right? But, uh, man, you make the finals. You get your butt kicked. You're depressed. You should get to go cry in the corner for 20 minutes and be, <laughs> done, with, be, be done with your day. You know, like, you made the finals. You lost. Go sit in the corner and cry for 20 minutes. And, you know, then let's let's go get better the next day. No, um, Matt time. Matt time. Matches and Matt time. Oh my God! But now, well, we're, think about this at World, guys. Think about the way Worlds is. You go bronze medal, bronze medal, gold medal match, and yes. that's how the medal matches go. So now, there's going to be two people who lose. At least, at least they're equal, right? At least they're going to be equally depressed. But they're going to wrestle in the bronze medal match, lose, not get a medal, be like, "Well, I freaking did get a medal. I suck." And then, like a few minutes later, they're like, "All right, you're up again." Yes, it's going to be. It's anybody who loses in that fifth place match that was in the semi the day previously, it is the worst semi slide in the history of the world. Like, because yeah. normally it's like you just oh. have to settle. You got to settle for sixth place. Now you got to settle for sixth place, no medal, no Olympics, and you know you that lost three, lost three straight. That's gonna be brutal. That is brutal. It's uh it's like, I think was it it was Keter 
at Junior Worlds. Who had, wasn't he down by eight mm-hmm. in the semis when he beat that yes. kid? And then that kid. That kid lost for bronze. Yeah, I think he was winning. <laughs> and you know he was going to lose in that true fifth place match. Right? Oh, yeah. You're probably oh, going to yeah. get up done. by a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then break. Oh, that, yeah. That would be awful. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Elsewhere. But that's a cool switch, and I I wish they did all the third-place matches, too. I just think it would... I'm not trying to steal people's world medals, but I I think it would make more sense. No. And maybe... Maybe if we do that, I mean, you know that we're limited to 24 medals in Olympic freestyle and Greco and women's wrestling. So maybe if we only gave three medals per weight class, they'd let us go back to eight weights. That I would take that trade off. I'll take that trade off any day of the week. Did you see? Yeah. This might be somewhat controversial. I kind of like eight instead of ten because we get Uh, those epic matches between guys I, I don't think i would like it no i know you year. argue this but uh you know i'll i'm gonna go i'm gonna go kind of on your side jd you know what i nine nine i i see that extra weight up top and i'm like man i don't really need this extra weight up top i know it's great for america because we're always good at those weight classes right so you go 86 92 97 heavyweight we're always good at almost all four of those regardless of the age group um but, so which one would you get rid you know, of, or how would you separate them? Well, it's what, easy. Like I would go, the 61 is great. You have to have that one. The 57 and 65 is ridiculous. 70 is I, – I would separate the weight class a little differently, but 70 is generally pretty good. Um, but And then and 79. 79 was a must-have. 84, 74 to 86 is, was a disaster. It was preposterous, right? Um, and so then, you know, I think you could – probably even move 79 86 down a little bit and then just take one of the uppers out right so go like 86 95 heavy or something to that effect and that'd be bad for america because we always do well at those weight classes but it It would be good for fans at olympic trials though (laughs) what it would be good for fans at olympic trials Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at uh, if you look at participation, whether domestically or nationally, in those weight classes, those it's the late, least for sure. Ninety two, ninety seven, um, they're they're always even less than heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. I mean, well, that's also because the gap from ninety seven to one twenty five is massive. So naturally, you're just going to have more people that fit in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's just something about. Once every four years, now when we get a Kyle Snyder Jaden matchup, a uh, Jordan Burroughs Kyle Date matchup, which yeah, it's pretty cool. As of right now, in the state of wrestling, we wouldn't otherwise get. Maybe, maybe then Flo could do that. Um, Flo could do that on their own, right? That would give you guys more of a market for that. If those matches were never actually being forced to happen, then you guys could just do it. And- Pay these dudes a bunch of money, and they'd be happy. You'd be happy. We'd be happy. Everyone would win. There would be, just naturally, less steam off of matches if 
you knew these two wouldn't have to wrestle off for an Olympic spot or a world spot ever in the future. Just naturally. That's I don't know. Like uh I think there'd be more I think there'd be more desire for me to see them wrestle. No. Well, that's because like, I'll, I'll that's give you because great you just like watching people re- you don't need as much backstory to watch people wrestle because you just enjoy wrestling that much. The okay, yeah. normal casual fan needs something on the line. That's that's fair. But what about okay, what about this one? And maybe you would say because this has already happened that you're not counting it or some of the effect, but like now that we know that David versus Jaden is never going to happen, um, I think that would be an awesome one to see happen, right? Because it's never going to happen. Jaden's not going back down. Right. Um, and so we're, ne- we're never going to see it unless someone were to put together like an all-star match, and then that would be awesome. That would be freaking awesome. <laughs> and I would love to see it, but it, I think it would just have a little more scene like in – 2017 18 when it's like okay now it, it's is Jaden gonna go down in 2020 at the time you know yeah yeah uh alright where are we going now uh should we talk a little MMA that happened Bo Nickel Aaron Pico Bo Nickel he got it did not take long he got his first UFC fight scheduled for December 10th. What do you know about uh, his I, opponent, I know nothing ben. about this guy. Actually, someone – I you know what? I, I can look it up real quick. Someone told me he wasn't very good. He was, this, uh, this, I, will, I will give you the answer very quick here. This looks um, to me like the, like the guy, like type of guy you were describing last week who, you know, as long as you're willing to step up and take fights, they're going to keep giving them to you. <laughs> I think this is yeah. one of those guys. Yep, exactly. Well, yeah, so, right uh, let's see. He was like, a con- give me Bo Nickel. Yeah, he he's one, two, he's two and four in the UFC. So did not not very great. Looks like thirteen <laughs> and eight career. He's coming off two straight losses, and uh, yeah. this is they, yeah this but, this article that Tyler put in the chat says um, that there's it says he's Bo Nichols had three fights and it's like a total of two and a half minutes of cage time and. <laughs> Now they're giving him this Yeah, guy. I saw somebody put up a, a, a tweet, and it was like, here's Bo Nichols' entire MMA career not sped up. And yeah. it was like two minutes <laughs> and some seconds. Uh, um, but, I, you know, I think what this points to is that they really like Bo Nickel because, you know, um, and I, I think I think we talked about this, but, you know, when they didn't give him the contract, I think obviously they wanted to create some hype, and they wanted to put him back on the thing, and they were really featuring him on the fight night. Uh, contender series thing. It also helps them build a contender series. And then immediately after he wins that, they don't waste really any time at all. Right. Uh, and then throw him back into the fight, which is if you want to build the prospect, that's how you need to build a prospect. You just continue to put their name out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it, to me, this means UFC really likes him. They have big plans for him. They're excited about him. Um, so I think that's really positive, and I, you know, I think this is a guy he could probably beat up without taking too much damage or, or minimal amount of damage, and then you know they'll probably try to roll him out there again. So if he can, and then you know, right, and then we'll, this will segue perfectly into the Pico session is if Bo Nickel can stay healthy, mm-hmm. um, I would assume they're going to roll him out a whole bunch of times um, in the next you know eighteen to twenty four months, and if that can happen. He probably will be fighting for a title. You know, obviously he's got to he's got to win too. You know, but 
we talked about the middleweight division not having a ton of wrestlers, so a lot of winnable fights. Um, they'll push him to the top. Because it's crazy. I looked at there are um, – there's not really very many American wrestlers at the top. Uh, you got Aljo. Aljo was a wrestler. But at one point, it was I think it was seven of eight were American wrestlers, and now there's not very many. The funny thing, I've seen a few people on Twitter like pulling up Bo Nichols' Mohammedan loss and like citing that as as some kind of evidence of lack of wrestling ability. And dude, the time that Mohammedan beat Bo Nickel, he tech Kyle Snyder like the same day. The guy was yeah. just wrestling amazing. And and it's it's funny that for non wrestling people to cherry pick this one match and and it is like it is in this kind of janky looking gym and it. You know, it's not like a big stage, and it's a look how much I know about wrestling. I know more about wrestling than you. Yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah. people don't know anything, but um, but, <laughs> but if people think Bo Nickel's not a good wrestler because he got beat up by Muhammadian, then I mean, that's just <laughs> that's more of an advantage for him if they think that. But that is yeah. funny. To, that was funny to see when he was on all the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, Bo Nickel had a tweet um because he also he called out hamza too <laughs> yeah um which is i mean getting a good move by Bo. oh yeah it's just it's funny already calling out hamza hasn't even had a ufc fight he said there's levels to this game some random dude on the internet in 2022 y'all i realize hamza is one of the best fighters right now and that's why i have to fight him i want to be the best in the world that means i have to beat the best guys this is fun for me i'm born for this Yep, agreed, hundred percent. He also had another one. Man, it's crazy how many fans in my mentions telling me to slow down and all that because you could never do what I do. Your opinion is irrelevant to me and how hard I train. If you're on the other side supporting, I love you, and we're going straight to the top. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's and do it. And so the other side was that Pico dislocated his shoulder on the first punch, and it was super gross and you know he's a guy who he, he kind of had a rough start and he was kind of gaining some steam and now really unfortunate. Um, i don't know if it's a torn labrum or what i mean but if your shoulder's popping out when you're throwing punches that is uh absolutely not a good sign and you know Man. who knows and that's a that's a one that can linger like i know yes, guys it, you see it a lot in college wrestling where they're like my shoulder was never the same i could never shoot yeah. a single leg again because it would just dislocate, dude. There was a lot, of, a lot yeah. of force trying to put that thing back in too. Oh my goodness! That was gross. <laughs> in the corner bro. when they're just shoving it, <laughs> pulling it and shoving it and like puke. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. And poor, poor Pico. I, I hope he's okay, and I hope it's not a lingering one. And but we'll see. Ben, fill in the blank. Bo Nickel is as big. A UFC prospect since blank. Probably Chimaev, actually. Um, hmm. I feel like Chimaev. Chimaev came in with a lot of steam, don't you remember? And he had like three fights in, in sixty days or something like that, which is like yeah. But he then he got Corona, or I don't know. He what retired, the hell or like almost retired. He was hospitalized. Said he was gonna retire. Yeah, something bizarre like that, and then he didn't. I fight couldn't remember. For, and for a this long is definitely. Time. I have. I am. You are more in the MMA world than me, so like, I probably didn't know too much about Shmaev until he actually got to the UFC. But he came well, into the UFC with that did. much. 
Uh, what, sorry, what did you say? Like, Chimaev came into the UFC with that much hype. He didn't... Um, no. Well, so that, I mean, that's the thing that wrestling would have an advantage over a lot of other disciplines is... Well, and a, and a lot of these guys come in with no specific discipline, right? They just start training MMA and then they come in or maybe they have a little bit of wrestling or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, so a lot of guys don't have the hype. Whereas an American wrestler is going to be, you know, if he's really good, he's going to be on ESPN for the NCAA championships. And, you know, Flo is probably going to be talking about him. Um, you know, a lot of these grapplers, there's been a few that signed with one championship, but a lot of them are making enough money doing the grappling thing where they don't really want to or have a desire to fight you know like gordon ryan signed with one but then he never had a bout and i don't think he was ever going to fight anyway type thing um so yeah so wrestling is obviously then going to be the guys who have the biggest prospects because they have that that that, that strong following from wrestling one's also getting into the grappling game aren't they didn't isn't yes. that what mikey musmechi just won yep was exactly. a grappling one belt yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Chimaev had one, two, what, that's just two months. Yeah, he had three fights in two months. Keith Gothard says, before him, it might have been Sage Northcutt. Whatever happened to that dude? Does he still fight? He, no way he still fights, right? Uh, Sage? Someone was just talking about the yesterday. He was, because someone said it was Super seven Sage. years since he... Uh, it was seven years since uh, he had his debut, UFC debut at age 19. And then someone else said he, I think it was three, it's been three and a half years since he got knocked out. Uh, he got knocked out in his first fight of one and he's never had another fight. So I don't know if he just said this isn't for me or whatever. He was such a nice kid because Ty- the Tyrant had him as a training partner for um, um, uh, Stephen Thompson a couple times because of the karate background. Uh Probably just doing modeling stuff. Yeah, he hasn't fought since 2019. Yeah, yeah why would you fight if you look like Sage Northcutt? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I I'm just know. saying, like Luke Rockhold did it too. Like, yeah, Luke why get your face? Why get your face beat up and you can just get like pictures taken of you? I don't know. That sounds boring. I, I, if, I, <laughs> if I listen, if I had to for my living get pictures taken of me, I might just quit life. <laughs> I'd be like, this is boring. I can't handle this. I'm out. I'm freaking out of here. I quit. You don't get it, Ben. It's art. No, I freaking hate it. Like, I even when I get my picture taken for something like with my family pictures, I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Why do I gotta stay here and be still and like, Who's no, that? I hate it, dude? I, w- yeah, we listen. We I I saw the best family picture ad ever what last last spring. They were like, hundred bucks, fifteen minutes. I was like, all right, we can do that. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we can do it. Uh, like, show up, ready to go. Like, quick, boom, 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 done. I was like, we will do that. I love it. I love it. That's, we'll do yeah, that. That's what I need. Like an assembly line. <laughs> we'll do, it was. It was literally. There were like two other families already there when we showed up. We got 15 minutes. We got ice cream. We were home. We were there home. Living. Yeah, it was great. So you do it. Who's that? Didn't the UFC just sign somebody either 17 or 18 from Dana White Contender Series as well? Yeah. Wait, what? Sorry, say that again. Didn't the UFC just sign somebody either seventeen or eighteen from yeah, Dana White Contender some, I, Series? Yeah, I don't know anything about that kid. Yeah, and obviously so the Dana White Contender Series is there. It's kind of like now they're we'll say they're minor leagues where they're using to build up prospects. 
Um, and it's kind of nice because they didn't have something like that for a while. But yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Chase Hooper came off there and they've, they've built him into a pretty good name. Um, Sean O'Malley came off the Contender Series, Macy Barber. So they, they've been able to build quite a few names off the Contender Series. And so, you know, I think Dana probably goes and scouts the smaller shows and then, you know, and then obviously invites them onto the Contender Series and then, um, you know, tries to build something out of them. Unfortunately for this kid, Raul uh Rosas. Raul Rosas, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like because he is so young, just a teenager, you want to pull that juice when he is young. So like you want to give him maybe not bums, like maybe you know, may- maybe a bum or two, but you want to get him a decent fight before he's twenty, no? Uh, I so like maximize so obviously that time boxing. Boxing followed the model where they just give them terrible people forever, right? Right until they're forty and zero, and then look, this guy you it's lose so once weird. and then you're washed. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Um, and MMA is that's not the case, but like um, um, for example, Sean O'Malley, they did give him a whole bunch. They kind of built him slowly. Uh, and Chase Hooper, I would kind of say. Um, you know, something, something, my son, yes, something similar. <laughs> um, so I, I would expect the same thing with this kid where they, they try to find him some winnable fights for a while and then, and then, you know, throw him in there against someone bigger. Yeah. For sure. Now there was actual wrestling this weekend. Um, Bray, maybe you can talk a little bit about this PA power event. I mean, the PA Power event was great. The biggest high school news of the weekend, though, was that Journeyman, uh, Jax Forrest, and Luke Lillard all wrestled in the Journeyman. Oh finals. yeah, Dude, I meant to watch it. I didn't watch it yet. It's it's an incredible match. You got to watch it. Um, Jax Forrest just he just makes it a, a he's on a hot streak. He huh? makes it a weekly habit of wrestling one or more of like the best wrestlers in the country and winning. Um, I mean, just crazy. But to recap, like who's number one? Beast Jezaroga. Elite eight duels. He goes seven and zero. All bonus point wins with like four or five ranked opponents, including number four Luke Standage, who he pinned, and now he beat Luke Lilladall, who's a world champ. Um, nine to six. So the final hold, score. hold on, no. Uh, let me. Can I ask you a question here? Yep. Because you know more about this stuff than I do. Um, so obviously these two were world team members at back to back weights, right? Lilladall was a one thirteen, and you guys have him ranked at one thirteen, and then mm-hmm. Forrest wrestled at one twenty. I think one twenty one was the weight class. Yep. Um. Now they're both up at one twenty six. Is this where they're going to stay at one twenty six, or did Lilladall move up for the challenge, or right? Is Jackson because Jack- <clears throat> Jackson yeah. who's number one at one twenty against Jessaroga. Yeah, Jax is going to wrestle one twenty at Super thirty two next week. Okay, and what about Lil at all? Lil at all is not registered for Super Thirty Two. Okay, um, but you, you can have a Super Thirty Two preview article. At some oh yeah, point oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll have we'll have Super Thirty Two stuff coming. Don't worry. That's what okay. four weeks? No, two weeks. It's it's oh, uh, oh wow, yeah, it's yeah. only ten days away or eleven days away, whatever. Yep. Yeah, so we'll have no, yeah, we'll have, we'll have uh, Super Thirty Two stuff. No, for sure. Um, that stuff's coming. But uh, I, I mean that that was a kind of a dream matchup at those at those lighter weights. Yeah. Um, I think I think Lilladall probably ends up going 120 for the year, but not 100 percent sure. Uh, Oreen is now at Wyoming Sem, so if they're trying to spread those guys out and Oreen goes 20, then maybe Lilladall goes 26. 
Um, they could flip those. I don't know for sure what they're going to do, but uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see. I think you know Lilladol obviously wrestled Super Thirty Two last year, but right now I'm not not seeing him in the registration list. So, um, well, and registration is done, so it's not like you to register. Registration is done. Let me, I just got to double check. I'm looking at my spreadsheet, and I just want to double check that I didn't like. Uh, that they didn't like spell his name wrong or like something. No, yeah, he's not in there. So, got it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a huge one. I, I totally got to watch that match. Uh, Forrest over Lilladol. Those guys, I mean, Lilladol looks so good beating Bassett, looks so good at Worlds. Um, should be yeah. a fun one to watch. Ja- so Very Jax- contrasting styles, too. Dude, Jax Forrest since Worlds has 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 a win over you know obviously we talked about Jezaroga, uh JJ McComas is ranked, Brady Roark was ranked, Dylan Campbell ranked, Drew Gorman ranked, Luke Stanich ranked, and now Luke Lilladall. That's like Crazy. that's that's more ranked wins than than most top ten guys have in an entire year. Yeah. Jeez. Talk about a heater. Yeah, he's he's just man, it's like the consistency is coming along for him more and more and um, the things that he can do are on the matter, just like they're, they're, they're unusual. They're, um, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's got some unique skills and the kids is a freshman class of 2026. Yeah. That's the crazy part. He's going to be like super, super recruit. I feel like, yeah. like put two more years under his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and there's just mm-hmm. I, his mindset too. He just seems, he seems pretty unrattled by, by things and like he he's he and Joe Seeley both like whenever there's somebody taking injury time that's a that's a, a longer like they'll just sit like crisscross applesauce on the mat. Oh, like it's kind of weird. Like this, I, it, I'm I'm great with you not being flushed by it. That's probably where you should be. But the crisscross applesauce thing is I think that's where like, Ben draws the line. I think it's just an intentional. I draw the like, line there. That's, it's an that's outward, not even a comfortable position to sit in. It is not. It's but it's <laughs> it's just an out. It's just an outward like demonstration of like you're not going to bother me, you know. And I that whether why I, while I might uh, I might recommend other postures. I I like that. It's like hey, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna sit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right i forgot to ask for twitter questions just how that's what the the cps cps you had one job (laughs) one job we did however Uh... we have a couple of uh email questions that we can get to before we break for the rest of tuesday let's start with randy and this is um i think when we were talking about should medalists be able to get a special wrestle off at a different yeah. weight if they don't make the team? He said, since from Randy, since we're trying to get our best team together, why not have the Olympic weights in the first final X and then two weeks later have the non-Olympic weights? I'm in. Yes. I know Christian was uh, poo-pooing this because it would lack excitement of the first match because the guy couldn't get another team. Nah. we we Let's get our best team there. Well, I don't. I know flow. I know this is the flow thing. I know you guys are all about clickbait and entertainment. Let's get our best team, most competitive team. That's that all is, we want. It is surprising to me that USA Wrestling hasn't done this for that reason. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think I think if if this was the process, I think it would be fi- a final X, you know, Olympic weight final X, and then and then you would probably want to have the other two wrestlers set for for that second 
that whatever the thing in a couple weeks later. So there might have to be like a wrestle in match. And so it might be, there might be like two sessions. There might be like a morning session where yeah, there you go. challengers yeah. from the other, from the Olympic weight can, can, you know, wrestle whatever the second best guy and, and try to get a, an opportunity. Well, obviously, for like, oh, yeah, only, it was only if you have a medal, right? That, I mean, that was my suggestion. You can't just let, you don't just get privileges to do this for no good reason. Oh, you're saying no, no losers, but medalists only, only. Yeah, only I'm saying medal. yes. I, okay. Why, why else? Why should you other guys get privileges? You ain't get well, no privileges. I mean, I think if I think it's the it's that it's that situation of like if you want your best. I mean, if you want your best team, like if you want, like say you're a guy like like Nick Suriano or something, and and you know you're trying to decide between 57 and 61. Um, don't you want you know your a lot of your best guys trying for that, especially in 2023, trying for that Olympic weight because they know nah. if they win, they're gonna get the medal. But then now we get an opportunity at this other weight. I mean, I, that's kind of the way I, I look at no. it. I say no. If you want no, the best team, you, but no, no, listen. Um, <laughs> I want the best team, but I'm not all that concerned if uh, if it's the difference between an eighth place dude and a twelfth place dude. Like, eh, kind of, I'm what I'm kind of whatever on it, well, you know. But Maybe if I know I got a guy. silver medalist sitting on the bench, I don't like that. I got a guy who won a silver medal last year, and now I got him on the bench because he wants to get the Olympic spot. Like, I understand his thought process, but if I'm the guy in charge of making the best team, I don't like that. But if it's a guy who's like ninth or 12th, like, I don't know, like, whatever. Like, not not a huge deal. So I think you need to earn, um, really, really, really earn that right. So does it need to be a guy who who medaled in the previous year who has a medal in his career? Uh, I would say the previous year. Okay, that's what I would say. I would say so. I would. I mean, right now, so you got you have a handful of people that that are meeting this criteria going into twenty twenty three. This is right where we're at. You have Jane Cox got a medal. You have Jordan Bros got a medal at seventy nine. Zane got a medal at seventy. And Seth did not medal, right? So he would not meet the criteria to get that special wrestling. But so like a guy, so like if Dayton tries to go make the team at fifty seven, loses, you don't want him in that sixty one wrestle off. Um, I think it's a situation where if he can't beat Seth and Seth didn't get a medal, then sorry, right? I mean, well, no, I'm saying what if what if he went, he, he went what if he went fifty seven? You mean if he couldn't beat? beat no, 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 I said but this year he couldn't beat yeah. Seth. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. beat Seth. Seth didn't get the medal. You know, it's so it's not. It's not the like it, to me. To me, at those other three weight classes, it's pretty damn evident that those guys competed at the highest level because they they just did, and they have earned. To me, winning that world medal, they have earned this ability, right? To say U.S. Wrestling says, "Hey, I want those guys to have the ability to both try to fulfill their Olympic dreams and to try to put the best team out there." They just were all in the world finals. They just proved they can get it done. Let's yeah. let's put them back out there. I, I say I say open it up. I say open it up to all the all the losers of the Olympic weights because I mean we have first year medalists like every year, you know, and, and whether they whether they had proved it in a previous year or not, they're clearly ready. Like, you know, Dayton Fix, Yanni, Zane, they all they all were world finalists for the for the first time it's you know, in the last couple of years and it's like if they I don't know. I so I I just think more and more our guys that make the team show up world ready. And so if you, if you can open up, I say, why not? I what say, why if, not? To poke some holes. What if the good luck, <laughs> good luck. What if Jaden were to lose to say Colin Moore on his way to Kyle Snyder? Does he still get to wrestle off then? No, you have to be, no, you have to, so obviously previous world medalist. Plus you have to lose in the final X final. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I still say if you lose a final X trying to make uh, Olympic weight, you get an opportunity to wrestle in. I, I think that's what I say. You want no matter what, but you have to lose in the final X. Yeah. If you make it to final X and an Olympic weight and you lose, I think you have the, the choice of whether or not you want to try to challenge to I get mean, into it. What if you make it at weight. a non-Olympic weight and then you're like, well, now I want to go down. It's too late. It's too late because the yeah. Olympic wrestle off will be first. So, so I like my idea the best, but I like Bray's idea better than no no benefits. All right. Sounds like JD's idea is getting last place. I'm still sitting JD's, on this face. JD's in place last. I, 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 I want the best team, but I, I kind of just want, you know, your final X to declare your, your world team. Yeah. Oh, let's get that. Let's get that best team out there. That's who we want the very best team we can have. That's why we do the best two out of three. Right, I mean, if you do, if you if you really wanted the most dramatic product, you wouldn't do a best two out of three. But you want the best team out True. there. That's why we're doing the best two out of three. So let's get let's get the best team out there. Well, like I said, that's why I'm surprised USA Wrestling hasn't allowed yeah. this yet, as it is USA Wrestling mm-hmm. who determines this, not us. All right, moving on from Aaron. When I think about pound for pound, I think about likelihood to get beat. And even though Spencer has more losses, he hasn't had a close match since his sophomore year, whereas Yanni was very close to losing to Love It. Is this something you would consider in this ranking? I say no. I say no, man. I mean, look at some of the be- like some of the best wrestlers around have a chance of getting beat fairly regularly, and and it's because usually it's because of the level of competition. The Ridge the Ridge Love It match is a little interesting because then later Yanni like widened the gap. But I mean, dude, if 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 having an opportunity to get beat in a match eliminates you from from pound for pound discussion, then take Jordan Burroughs out uh, internationally. That guy is in close matches. He's been in a lot of close matches throughout his career. People know how to wrestle him and game plan him, and and they know how to keep yeah. it close. But getting their hand raised is a whole different thing. And I would say I would say like for a Hodge Trophy, if they're both undefeated, they're both undefeated. And then, then we're going to go to margin of victory because we don't have losses to separate them. But when one party has losses, um, then I think you know that you could count those obviously more than a close loss. Yeah. Yes. And right. I don't think dominance necessarily equals less likely to lose. Because you can make the um, argument. Yanni has less losses in his career, so he's less likely to lose. He has more. He has closer matches, but he's literally lost less than Spencer yeah. Lee. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I mean generally, generally speaking, dominance because of, uh, I mean, when there's more separation, the likelihood someone loses right is less because they can't lose on a last second takedown, or they can't lose on a, a hail mary throw, or that that type of thing. But but then you can always play yeah. the Cal Day card. Yeah, I mean, yes, there are those anomalies, but just, you know, as a general rule of thought. But I'm just not mm-hmm. necessarily convinced that saying it's a good argument to say Spencer is less likely to lose. Uh, than yeah, Yanni. I mean. I I think both of them are, are highly unlikely to lose. Uh, who would I say is more unlikely to lose this year? I don't know. I think both of them are damn near 
It's pretty close. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn close. Like if I had to pick on, if I had to pick, a, uh, and I think if you did the odds, right? Because odds are very indicative of how people feel and the real, real general likelihood. If you said odds that Yanni and Spencer go undefeated versus odds that one of them has a loss this year, it's gonna be it's gonna be plus money on odds they both go undefeated. Yeah, like you're gonna have to bet like you know like seven hundred dollars. To win a hundred dollars or something, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's gonna be big plus money that they both won defeated. Yeah. By the way, Penn State's really? schedule just just dropped. Breaking Uh-oh. news. What happened? I just put it Where? in the doc. Uh, so it's it's interesting. That first thing I'm looking at as I scroll through, okay, is that um, Penn State uh, just with the one, the one tournament again, and it's uh, this year it's the Black Knight. Open at Army West Point, and that's the only tournament that's in November. Everything else, uh, everything else will be duels. Um, they they are wrestling the collegiate duels, which is a little bit like a tournament format because they'll have three duels over the course of two days. So there's two weigh-ins, but but that's their only two-day weigh-in. And this has kind of become somewhat the norm in the last couple years for Penn State. Mm-hmm. The, if they didn't get the, back to a more typical schedule this year you would think that they just won't yeah and or or that well, or that it, for, for this group or whatever they're, they're comfortable with how their season went last year how their schedule played out um yeah very interesting i, I think it's uh i mean it, there's two things i think are funny number one kale is so tricky he's dressing dual two before dual one on december 19th that it's it, it's one of those small advantages that they have and uh <laughs> um no i do think it's interesting is that all of his traveling is not far, right? So the Black Knight Open, that's not super far travel. Mm-hmm. The duel at Ryder and at Lehigh are both obviously relatively close. Wisconsin. Um, the one, well, obviously the Big Ten you can't control, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the ones that are within his control. Um, and then, you know, the, so the one big travel would be New Orleans. I, I think that's kind of interesting that they're not traveling that much because I think that is stressful on training and everything else. Um, yeah. Obviously the Big Ten schedule you, you can't control at all so november other than the the three guys that are in the all-star classic november two weigh-ins um december three and they're and you know two of them are within a couple days of each other lehigh that lehigh duel is going to be live no, on no, four That'll be great. you're going to go the three duels oh sorry yeah, yeah, yeah you're right you're right four weigh-ins four uh well four, four hold events. on they have two days of duels so they would have to weigh in both times right yeah that's true so so five total weigh-ins in december uh, yeah. um december 2nd 4th and then, and then, nineteen twentieth of the collegiate duels. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then it's and then it's really it's Big Ten schedule, and then they wrestle Clarion right at the end of the right at the end of the season. And um, so they're hot, they're hot, hot zone like period of of uh, matches. They're Michigan on January twenty, Iowa the twenty seventh, and then Ohio State February third. And then mm-hmm. after that, it it really tapers off until Big Tens. Yeah. Hmm. Smart schedule. So, I mean, this is feels like a typical Penn State schedule. No surprises mm-hmm. here. Iowa. It says Bryce Jordan Center. I, I was curious if that would be BJC or Rec Hall. So they're going for the big crowd in that one. Um, that's mm-hmm. interesting. It was. Was it yeah. the big the big Ohio State duel that they they kept in Rec Hall, even though yes. certainly there would have been demand for for BJC. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe that tells you. I don't know. They're not worried about What's that. What's the uh, capacity difference in those? 
I, isn't isn't uh, rec hall like seven thousand? Like I think rec hall is like sixty-five hundred or something, six thousand, something like that. Price Jordan isn't it bigger? Yeah, much bigger. Fifteen thousand. Like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little more than double. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think on that note, that's a decent way to end today's show. Shout out to Shout Eric Kinkley and the rest of the veteran world team. <laughs> oh, veteran world. Out. Let's go. That's I wonder, what I wonder if Reese Humphrey's going to beat his brother in the world finals again. Oh, Maybe. What a butt face. And then do a backflip in his face. <laughs> Actually, we do have one more question. This one's from Tyler. Wow. Today's episode is 841. That's a spam call area code. Does anyone have any good spam call stories? He thinks Bray. I don't answer those. I, I don't answer them too much, but I mean, we don't used to pr- we used to prank call like nonstop in high school. That prank was like call was uh that was the jam right there, dude. It was just sit there watch daytime TV in the summer between pr- practices or whatever, and then like call those crazy eight hundred numbers and. Hey, you know. uh, I'll give you one funny funny thing to end the show. Then, uh, speaking of prank calls. I'm sending out my book to some influencers. Like that's part of the thing that they want me to do. And um, define influencer, like uh, I don't know, popular. I mean, obviously, in my case, it's some wrestlers and some disc golfers and MMA okay. and just kind of you know, like right? Um, right. But one of the persons gave me their they gave me their address, and the name on the address is Richard Dangler. And I'm like, oh my god, am I getting prank called here? <laughs> Dick Dangler. That's their that's their email. That's the email address. No, not their email. Their 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 address. They gave me the address to send them a book, and it said that's, Richard so Dangler, and then the address. And I'm like, yeah, am I am I getting pranked? You're getting smashed. That's a great uh, <laughs> uh, pseudonym. Or, uh, Richard what's the, uh, Dang- yeah, yeah. Richard. We used to uh, when you get spam calls. <laughs> if we were around everybody, my college roommates and I. We would try and keep them on the line as long as we could um, because, like, they would literally get mad because their whole thing is, like, sell right away mm-hmm. or, like, move on. So yeah. we we would <laughs> keep them interested enough, and we would have, like, 20-minute conversation with these people. Oh, my God. You guys are terrible. Yeah. My go-to was to, uh, to uh, go full, like, Latter-day Saint and just – really try to convert them all the way to Christianity and like we would <laughs> start God. reading the Bible <laughs> with them and I would say yes 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 I'm still gonna buy but you have to do this with me but first <laughs> man that's wild hey by the way I just got a text that uh, Luke Lillidall will will be going to Super 32 so I don't know why he's not showing up on my registration list but Lillidall will be at 120 alongside Jax Forrest so we could see the rematch Rematch. as soon as next week oh nice this is exciting interesting alright now we are finally gonna get out of here happy tuesday to all of you at home we will see you tomorrow morning see you guys